Hello and welcome to The Road to Marvel 2099, the 2019 version. I'm your host, Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com, and today I'm going to be talking about Marvel's plans for the return of the Marvel 2099 universe here in a crossover, sort of a mini-crossover that'll be taking place with a series of one-shots in uh, mostly throughout November and December 2019, and I'll also be talking about how do we get to this point, what is the Marvel 2099 universe, how did it begin, what does it look like in recent years, what does it look like throughout the 2000s, as I'll talk about it, it debuted in the 1990s, so I'll give you some background on basically all the essentials that you could need to know for 2099, and then stay tuned to the end of the the conversation here as I will talk about some predictions for what I think this might mean moving into Marvel Comics of the future. So again, you're listening here to the comic book Herald Road to Marvel 2099. If you like the site, if you like comicbookherald.com, you like the YouTube channel, you like what I'm doing over on Best Comics Ever on the podcast, please consider liking and subscribing or of course subscribing to the pod or just go on over to comicbookherald.com. And as always, Thank you to everybody over at patreon.com slash comicbookherald for making this content possible. So, 80 years ago, the Marvel Universe was born, as you may have seen in the pages of uh, comics like Marvel 1000. Marvel is celebrating their 80th birthday in style, maybe, in in ways to try to earn more money, definitely, Um, but also... You know, 1939 was Marvel Comics number one, and they're saying, hey, there's some synergy here 80 years from now is Marvel 2099. It's the actual year 2099, and they're asking the question, will it die? Will the Marvel Universe die? The future is in peril. So the world of 2099 is sure to raise a lot of questions while bringing even more secrets out of the shadows. What kind of chaos has Doctor Doom caused? Marvel is teasing Doctor Doom as the primary antagonist of this Marvel 2099 uh, crossover, which is a good thing indeed. How will the future be saved? What is Alchemex? You'll find out the answers to these questions and more when 2099 arrives this December. That's what Marvel has to say in their PRTs for this event. I think it actually can answer some of those questions for you right up front here. You won't even have to wait till December. So what is the Marvel 2099 event? Let's get into it a little bit talking here about Marvel 2099, pulling it up on the screen. We got, first off, there's going to be an Alpha and Omega comic, okay, that kick off the events, and there's going to be Amazing Spider-Man tie-ins that run in between those, and then there's going to be a series of one-shots that detail a number of characters, some of which will be familiar to fans of the 2099 universe, and some of which will be uh, actually brand new. To 2099, but the most of what we know here is it's going to primarily run through the pages of Amazing Spider-Man, which means Spider-Man 2099 is going to be a major player, and we know that Doctor Doom, the 2099 version, and perhaps the you know modern 2019 version are going to be uh, perhaps the most important players, as we see here in the tease. The future is dying, according to Spidey 2099, and of course, as I go through this, I'll give you some more background on these characters. Got a nice cover of Spider-Man 2099 on Amazing Spider-Man. And of course, we see here on the teased cover of Amazing Spider-Man number 34, it's going to be written by Nick Spencer, still the main series writer of Amazing Spider-Man, Doctor Doom. 
is going to play a major role when Spidey 2099 and Spider-Man try to figure things out. They're going to have to turn to modern-day Doom to prevent whatever Doom 2099 is doing. And I got to say, that's an appealing premise for this fan of Doom 2099. So, all right, there you have it. That's what the main event is promising to be. But how did we, including, you know, one-shots like Conan, Doom, Ghost Rider, Fantastic Four, Punisher, Venom. All right. Those are the one-shots, and you can find all that fun stuff over on the Comic Book Herald reading order. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, I've got a link for the Marvel 2099 event, as well as some Road 2 links that'll give you a little bit of context and some reading heading into the event if you want to read some of what's been going on in the 2099 verse and then of course i've also got the comics checklist so you can see all of the one shots listed out i'll be ordering them in the reading order where do they actually fit in the main series events as the issues are released okay so what is marvel 2099 well it is a future-flung universe that was created in about 1993, ran for approximately four years, starting in 93. It was a premise kicked off uh, ostensibly by Stan Lee in, in collaboration, seemingly with John Byrne, although Byrne's involvement by the time 2099 hit shelves was was pretty much null. Uh, Lee, uh, take you know, obviously credit with Lee is, is a fuzzy subject, but he basically said, what will the future universe look like? Let's do 2099. He creates a character, actually, called Ravage. 2099 it's one of the um, less celebrated characters but you know you did have Stanley the Manly actually writing a few comics in the mid 90s but the biggest one that stood out in the 2099 universe which for all intents and purposes it's a future uh, landscape where corporations essentially are running everything um, it's it's very much I think in the vein of like a Blade Runner I wouldn't call it necessarily a dystopia because things are still functional to a degree, you know, it's not like um, Old Man Logan, where it's this future sort of hellscape. It is a dark version of of corporate greed running amok and really like the government and American principles being totally subservient to, uh, you know, profit and gain. Uh, so but it but it is not necessarily like an apocalypse, right? It is a functioning society in many ways. The most popular character that was created during this time is Spidey 2099, probably in large part to the fact that he is quite similar to Spider-Man that we know and love today. Uh, holy shock. Everybody gets to curse in 2099 because they replaced our curse words with new ones. So if you ever hear somebody say shock and A, they are cussing up a storm, but they're doing it in 2099. Avoid the censor style. Spider-Man 2099 is, in fact, Miguel O'Hara. He is the future Spider-Man, if you're familiar with Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, a video game I quite love from the late uh, 2000s. Um, he is uh, he is in that game as one of the four alternate reality Spideys, but he's had some involvement with Spider-Man over the years. He's got a personal assistant, sort of an Alexa, for the 2099 crowd known as Lila, who actually has a holographic image, um, image you know, uh, version that he can see and correspond with and he works for Alchemex which is the big bad corporation of the time period they are uh really like sort of like what Roxxon is in Marvel but even bigger they have significantly more control uh, Miguel's boss there Tyler Stone is is like a huge player and kind of I would say sort of villain number one in the Marvel 2099 universe um 
by virtue of just being like the biggest presence in Miguel and Spider-Man 2099's life. As I mentioned, you also have characters in the 2099 verse like Ravage, created by Stan Lee, and I believe art by Paul Ryan initially, um, before he got into politics, he was drawing Ravage. No, no, just kidding. This is different Paul Ryan. I just can't avoid that joke. Uh, Ravage, yeah, you see him, you got it. We're good. We're good. I think we're good on Ravage. Alchemex, like I mentioned, this is actually a, um, a series of panels from Timestorm, which is a 2009 event, a crossover between the 2009 Marvel Universe proper and 2099, which I'll show a, a little bit of here in a moment. But this scene essentially shows Alchemex using the heroic age, as they term it, Spider-Man you know, to endorse this product of theirs called the Honesty Web. And it gives you a lot of, of like, insight into how Alchemex functions. Again, it's very much like we're going to infiltrate all of your data, all of your privacy, and it's for the public interest. Not only is it for the corporate interest, it is for the public interest because, you know, Alchemex is so dominant in the culture in Marvel 2099. Other character versions that we see, Jake Gallows, Punisher 2099, who plays in a lot of ways very much like a uh, Frank Castle figure. Um, he is law enforcement, effectively. Uh, he leads basically what has become of S.H.I.E.L.D. is like a group of Punishers. So there are some really, really uh, clear ties between law enforcement and like the Punishers in this that I think have a lot of modern parallel parallels and, and have led to a lot of conversation today. Uh, Jake Gallows is probably, he's as brutal, if not more so, than the Punisher. Um, and he's also, uh, he's got like a religious affinity for Thor, who is in the 2099 verse. Thor is like this lost legend. So everyone knows the god Thor existed. He has since gone away. And it's actually one of the most fascinating ideas of the 2099 universe. This idea that, you know, we actually had a god on Earth among us, um, but where has he gone? And we'll talk about that a little bit. It leads to a crossover called The Fall of the Hammer, which sort of sees the return of Thor. Now, in that crossover, we have Doom 2099. He's one of the major players early on. Doom actually goes on to become my favorite uh, 2099 version. I, first off, can't get enough of the blue and silver costume design it's just like it's my favorite 90s costume i think bar none uh, but there's also the big moment in in 2099 history starting with doom i think 20 doom 2099 number 24 through approximately 39 we get uh warren ellis taking over and that leads to this sweet collection here honestly like seriously one of my prize uh, trades that I own because it's it's actually quite hard to find Doom 2099 baby and this is Warren Ellis written run it is far from Ellis's best work but it's really good and it leads into a series of events that become known as One Nation Under Doom where Dr. Doom goes on to become president if not of America than of the world. I really enjoy those comics. If you're going to check out anything from the 2099 verse just to read, I would say like start with maybe the first three issues of Spidey 2099 just to get your bearings. And then honestly, like Fall the Hammer is pretty good. And that's what I've got an image from here where we have this 
apparent return of Thor, but One Nation Under Doom is my favorite, and that actually even includes uh, the period in time where Venom 2099 comes onto the scene is like during the One Nation Under Doom crossover. So yeah, we get in the fall of the hammer, there's the apparent return of the Lord of Lightning Thor, and uh, spoiler alert, but Thor is a jerk. This Thor sucks, and of course there's more going on here uh, behind the scenes than than uh, would meet the eye at first glance. We also have Ghost Rider 29 enters the scene. Venom, like I mentioned, comes in during the One Nation Under Doom arc. So you have a whole bunch of 2099 renditions of characters. You have X-Men, of course, which are like... Uh, one thing the 2099 verse does a little differently than you might expect is while Spider-Man is very much a similar figure, a lot of the characters actually, I guess X-Men in particular, are very different. You know, it's not just like, hey, here's Wolverine living years into the future. They actually take um, some new stands on what mutants of 2099 might look like. You know, they're mostly all new characters, which I think is is quite interesting and, and a little more challenging because it doesn't allow you to just fall back on the familiarity that like Doom 2099 does and certainly Fantastic Four 2099, which ran... Uh, even less time in like 96 was really more about just like what if the FF that we know traveled to 2099 and sort of dealt with the world um, and dealt with the doom 2099 of that era. Here's a quick glimpse at strange 2099 who definitely takes a different vibe. I'd be a little surprised if strange 2099 doesn't come into one of the one shots here uh, just because she is, she didn't get explored a ton in the 2099 verse and it seems like the type of character that Marvel would want to explore in a little more detail today. So that's a bit of history behind the 2099 comics universe. Uh, it's actually like one of those kind of fascinating eras because most of it is still uncollected as I speak, um, you know, in 2019 on Marvel Unlimited. So if you actually want to read like the 2099 verse in its entirety in print, you know, you actually have to do the old back issue hunting and collecting and tracking these things down. You know, I showed off the, the Warren Ellis complete collection, but otherwise collections of 2099 stories that you basically you have Doom, you have Spider-Man, and that's about it to date. So, I mean, I think like it's not I, a huge loss in the culture because the quality varies pretty greatly. Um, but there's some pretty interesting stuff here. I think Ghost Rider's a little bit underrated. I think, like I said, I like Doom a whole heck of a lot. Um, and then, like, the Spider-Man Venom arc, which I read last night before before doing this, is surprisingly really, really good. Now, that one is collected. Um, but, you know, 299 is still one of those, like, fun, hey, I actually got to track these things down in comic shops to to experience this properly. What has it been since its debut? Uh, there's been some return, mostly through Spider-Man 2099, in, and almost always written by co-creator Peter David. Uh, particularly here, we have one of the standouts actually is in the dance slot, Superior Spider-Man run. There's a uh, sequence where Spidey 2099 comes back to play. He's blaming the heroic age for breaking the time stream, which fair accusation, absolutely. Um, that's probably my favorite, like, 2099 story arc is the one that occurs in Superior Spider-Man. It starts about issue 17, I think, of that run. Uh, but frankly, Superior Spider-Man, it's well worth reading the entire thing. Um, if you purely, if you have familiarity with it and you kind of know what the deal is, you could jump in at Superior number 17 to get Miguel O'Hara's uh, um, um, journey 
two, the the Spider-Man Earth six one six, and what would have been two thousand thirteen timeline to see what's going on there. But that's a lot of fun to see him in current times. We also, like I said, have the two thousand nine event Time Storm twenty ninety nine. This is a very similar idea, basically, where you know the time stream is kind of breaking, and the the two thousand nine and two thousand ninety nine universes are colliding and merging. Um, here I have just a quick glimpse of like some twenty some two thousand ninety nine ideas where you have like Reed Richards as a holographic educator, but who demands money. So sort of his personality and memory being used for profit. You have Wolverine transferred to the two thousand ninety nine two thousand ninety nine verse, and uh, immediately falling upon a landscape of twenty ninety nine Hulks who are running rampant all over Washington D.C. The Hulks of 2099 are so 90s, they even have spikes on their tongues. One of my favorite slotisms from his decade-long Amazing Spider-Man run um, and, and kind of ways that he built to 2099 are uh, he takes Liz Allen, becomes owner of Allen Chemical, longtime Spider-Man player, right, from the Silver Age, one of Spider-Man's first uh, sort of flirty love interests from way back in the Stan and Steve days, and her company, Allen Chemical, all of a sudden we realize is Alchem for short, which is what is going to become Alchemex. So we find that the legacy of Alchemex, the you know evil, big villainous corporation that Miguel does work for, let's let's point out, in 2099, that's actually going to get its roots here in Liz Allen's Allen Chemical, which is pretty cool. Okay, there you have it. That's like, and again, so I, what I'll say here is 2099 has not been touched in a ton of detail since that time really every time it comes up it's some sort of event where the time stream is breaking in superior spider-man this meant miguel o'hara had to go back and sort of work with superior spidey to figure things out and to halt that in time storm which is sort of a i don't know if you'd even call it in continuity i guess you could um a 2009 event it's during the time period where you have like the dark avengers in a position of power during like dark rain and into siege um that one, it's, you know, it's a simple four-issue, two-one-shot crossover where the time stream is breaking and they do some work. But, you know, really 2099 has not been hit very hard. So I've got up on the screen as I talk here some variant covers of 2099, you know, versions of characters that have been released by Marvel somewhat recently. These characters are, we don't necessarily know they're going to be involved, but they could be. So, all right, we're going to get this crossover. We're going to get the one-shots. We're going to get the introduction of Conan 2099, which I think is is interesting both in terms of Marvel's insistence on pushing Conan and also like what the heck that might look like. My hope is that the the crossover does well enough and is intriguing enough that we actually get like a proper reboot of the universe going into the year 2020. I think that actually could be very well worth it. I mean, when you see some of the creators involved, like Chip Zdarsky writing a Doom 2099 one-shot, I'd love to see Zdarsky announced uh, you know, for an ongoing of the character of one of my, again, my favorite 2099 um, character. I'd also, as much as I appreciate the work that he's done, and, and he's done some really great work, a co-creator, I'd like to see somebody other than Peter David take over Spider-Man 2099 in a new verse, right? Let's give somebody else an opportunity here. Here we have a, a Daredevil version of, of this future flowing universe by artist Declan Shelby. I don't know how I feel about the armor. <laughs> it's pretty wild looking, but I like that he has lightsaber batons. 
that's really cool. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see this universe expanded a little, maybe slowly, right? Build it out, you know, do this crossover and then kind of launch. Don't just go go all out with a million titles, but a handful of titles here and there with, with some connective tissue back based in this event, I think would be a whole lot of fun. So that's what I'm hoping for. Hopefully this gave you some context into the 2099 universe and this event to come. Again, I'll be placing all the issues as they're released in the reading order on comicbookherald.com. And you can find reading orders for all of these characters, all of these events over on CBH at any given time. If you have any questions, as always, I can be found anywhere at Comic Book Herald on social. The YouTube channel is Comic Book Herald. The podcast is Best Comics Ever. And you can support the site over on Patreon.com slash Comic Book Herald. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Hopefully this gives you some insight into Marvel 2099. I'm tentatively excited. It's a small crossover, but like I said, there's some one-shots here that I'm pretty excited about picking up. I think the big picture event is it's only five issues, like the the main event without the one-shots. So it's going to be simple and, and easy to dive into and figure out, you know, is this a good one? Did this one work? We shall see. I'll be here uh, in, in shortly with more podcast and YouTube uh, material. I think I'm my next crack in Krakoa. <coughs> Excuse me. Deep dive into House of X and Powers of Ten is going to be Namor and the X Men. Going to look at Namor's history with mutant kind, given his uh, appearance in Powers of Ten number five. I'll also, there be looking at Jonathan Hickman's history writing the character of Namor. I think other road twos. I'm going to be doing some Annihilation Scourge, which is another sort of mini crossover that's coming up, in which I will have to, I think, just have to go back and read uh, probably all of Annihilation and and do a little road two guide on what happened there as well. If you have ideas for videos, thoughts, podcasts, uh, content on Comic Book Herald, you can always shout those out to me at CBH, really anywhere you can find me. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And as always, enjoy the comics. (laughs) 